0: Welcome back to another episode of the CVCS podcast. My name is Mr. Jasper, and I am the educational technologist at CVCS, and I'm also the director of the podcast network here. I am excited for these next couple of episodes to be joined by various school leaders and having a conversation about why we have a podcast network, what are our hopes for it, and what does it kind of mean for the school at large. So today is the first episode in that series and I am starting at the top. Today I am joined by Mr. Marcus Choi. He is the head of schools here at CBCS. Mr. Choi, thank you for joining me and welcome.
1: Thank you for having me. And I would say that you're not starting at the top, you're starting at the bottom. Um I like to think of leadership as an upside down triangle. Yeah. so uh, servant leadership is how I go about leading. And uh, you know, you said that you're the educational technologist. Yeah. I would say that I'm the educational theologist, if that's such a term. I love that. Uh, just <laughs> yeah. to be able to talk about that, but it's awesome to uh, be here, and I am so impressed with this podcast and with the school, a great way to connect with people, students, parents, and just be able to showcase the amazing talents and abilities
0: of our faculty, staff like you, as well as our students. Yeah, excellent, thank you for that. Um, Let's start just a little bit about yourself. You're new to the school this year, maybe not everyone listening knows exactly who you are, or what you do and stuff. Can you introduce a bit about yourself and what you do at CVCS? Absolutely.
1: Um, I think it's about 100 days now since I started wow. in July. The yeah. first 100 days. And the first 100 days. <laughs> and uh, I got to say, it's been the best 100 days uh, I've ever experienced. Uh, this school is amazing. It's amazing because of the teachers, the teachers, The staff, the students, and the families, the volunteers. I love working with the board, thinking, envisioning, and planning. And so it's such a blessing. Uh, For me, I grew up in Southern California. I was actually born at UCLA Hospital. And from there, I was moving around different places because my dad was a small business owner. I think I landed in Covina, which is out in San Gabriel Valley, Mm -hmm. for the longest stint. About six years. It's an interesting story. My dad owned liquor stores and gas stations and Altadina Dairies. <laughs> and somehow, some way he ended up buying a restaurant. And of all types oh, wow. of restaurants, he bought a Jewish kosher restaurant in Covina. Was your dad Jewish? I don't think he was. And uh, I'm not Jewish, but uh, basically, he ended up running this restaurant. I grew up in Covina and went to a Christian school called Christ Lutheran School it was a K-8 school, mm-hmm. starting in fifth grade. After I finished in eighth grade, I ended up at Damien High School, which mm-hmm. is an all-boys Catholic school. And so from there, I was just kind of going through my different experiences. But yeah. I got to say, I love the Jewish food, uh, pastrami yeah. <laughs> sandwich, corned beef and cabbage, stuffed cabbage, matzo ball soup. Oh, that incredible. was my jam. Yeah. Loved it. My brother-in-law
0: is Jewish. We I would celebrate with his family back in the day, and I agree with you. The food is amazing.
1: It is. Yeah. It is. But beyond that, after going there, I ended up at UCLA where I was born. I was born to go to UCLA. <laughs> there you go. You got to say
0: it. <laughs> I'm Bruin um, from the beginning. <laughs> yes.
1: So I went to UCLA, but right before I went to UCLA, that's when I became a Christian. Mm-hmm. I was at a summer camp. At a place called Ponderosa Pines, and Mr. Jasper, you know yes. um, that Ponderosa Pine has great memories for me, and recently, yeah. a very memorable yeah. experience. A lot of
0: life-changing um, experiences yeah, for you. yeah, Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. What I wrote on my post was Ponderosa Pines was the place where I gave my life to Christ, and I almost met Christ. <laughs> so if you guys don't know, there's this little incident where I was on a swing <laughs> I was trying to video record uh, our swing with Mr. Klostra and Mrs. Long, (laughs) and I was supposed to pull the cord. And so I had my hand, left hand with my phone, my right hand pulling the cord, and I forgot to hold on to the bar. (laughs) So somehow, someway, I ended up upside down, but praise the Lord, there were these... uh, Buckles and straps that kept me there, but the yeah, there was, like three absolutely. different video
0: footages of me. Yeah, I'm one of I was one of those you videographers. Were I was one of them standing on the field watching you, going, "Oh, we got to film yeah. yes the head of school is doing on of the course. swing." Of course, get there, you know, get the face, you get yes. the big, you know. When people go on the Giant Swing, you film them, take pictures, mm-hmm. you look back at the pictures, and they all have these screaming, wide-eyed faces and stuff. For you, uh, we saw kind of just your whole backside yeah. as, you were, as you were upside down. So you didn't
1: get to see my wide-eyed expression? No, not I until I saw
0: your video. Upside down. Well, your video was great
1: <laughs> because you and your video, like, oh, my gosh. Uh, yeah. And then, you know, the best part was Mr. Closure was like, did you do that on purpose? And I was like... Absolutely not. Yeah. So, um, but I love it. I I love having fun. I got in trouble for my wife after I showed her the video. (laughs) Uh, There's probably going to be some kind of a new policy now, like, heads of schools can't risk their life on these types of adventures. Uh, But that's kind of me. I'm an adventuresome person. Yeah. I do a lot of things just to try for the first time. I ran a marathon when I was 31. Someone said, hey, you want to do this triathlon together? I trained for six months, I did the triathlon. I like adventuresome adventure some things, and, uh, and obviously for me, this is a new adventure for me, coming mm-hmm. to CVCS in South Orange County, yeah. moving from North Los Angeles, but I knew that God called me here, and that's mm-hmm. why I'm here, yeah. because I know that God wants me to be here,
0: and I'm thrilled to be that's a part of awesome. this community. What drew you, uh, if I can ask this, earlier in life to education specifically? Mm.
1: Yeah, you know, so when I was growing up, I wanted to be a doctor. Mm-hmm. I thought I did. And then after I became a Christian and I was going through college, I felt God's calling in my life to go into pastoral ministry. Mm -hmm. So I broke the news to my dad who was disappointed because he's Mm -hmm. like, why would you want to become a pastor? Why don't you become a doctor? And that conversation was hard. But praise the Lord, later on through those conversations, my dad would actually come to know the Lord Mm -hmm. uh, through that whole process. And so I went into church ministry went to Talbot School of Theology Mm -hmm. after UCLA, Mm -hmm. um, got married uh, with Connie, my wife. Uh, We met at UCLA at a campus uh, Christian ministry. And uh, then after I graduated Talbot with my Master of Divinity, I thought about, like, what do I want to now do? Mm -hmm. And so there wasn't an opportunity to be full-time in church ministry at my local church. So I started looking for a job. And somehow I found this job at a Christian school called L.A. Baptist Mm -hmm. in San Fernando Valley. Called them up, said, hey, do you guys need a teacher? Like, sure, what can you teach? (laughs) I said, math, science, and Bible. They're like, perfect, come on in. (laughs) Got an interview um, and uh, got a job teaching Bible and AP physics. Mm -hmm. And what I thought was going to be a temporary thing ended up being something that I really fell in love with. I loved working with students, Mm -hmm. loved working with faculty and staff. I was there for 13 years. Then I moved on to Oaks Christian School where I was a dean and vice principal for Mm -hmm. about another 10
0: years. And then this amazing opportunity came up last year and here I am. That's excellent, yeah. Speaking of schools, I, I, uh, in formulating questions for this conversation for both of us, I showed it to some of my students who work on the podcast network. And they came up with some of their own questions. And while we're talking about education, uh, one of their questions that they wanted specifically to ask you is, you know, Mr. Choi specifically, what is your idea of a perfect Mm. school? Mm. Great question.
1: I think a perfect school, this is going to be maybe dissatisfying, but Mm -hmm. a perfect school is a school that recognizes that they're not perfect, Mm. but they're always willing to grow, and to change, and to do things that are innovative and creative, like this podcast. That's an an example of what I see as a perfect school. And I equate it to like, what does it mean to be a perfect Christian? A perfect Christian isn't someone who's 100% holy all the time, Mm -hmm. but it's someone who's striving and growing and pursuing and wanting to grow. I'm a big fan of Carol Dweck, who talks mm-hmm. about growth mindset mm-hmm. and not versus a fixed mindset. And so as long as our school has a growth mindset, in my mind, that's a perfect school. As long as our school is focused on Christ and leading people to Christ and growing as Christians and yeah. making an impact in the world, that's a perfect school. And Absolutely. the perfect school is only going to be as perfect as we are in terms of our uh, beliefs and what we practice and our pursuit
0: and mm-hmm. always wanting to grow. So... For me, it's all about growth. That's what a perfect school I is. I love that. I love that. Mm. Um, let's talk about the podcast network. That's ultimately why we're why we're here. Mm. This is just a whole thing now. Like this is a yep. this is something that our school does. Um, this is something that I have been uh, trying to make happen for a couple of years, mm. and have been waiting on really the space to do it well. This summer, we constructed this podcast studio that we're sitting in now, mm-hmm. um, and we're just kind of putting our foot to the floor, uh, generating shows and episodes. Um, I guess like this becomes a larger conversation and it's not just a, you know, me with questions, you with answers kind of thing. But like, let's have a conversation about the podcast network and why we're doing this and what we hope for it to become, how we hope it changes the school, um, how we hope it affects academics is any part of that um, right right let's start with just sort of the is, is is there any like one sentence or one you know short thought of like why are we doing this mm. from either of us at this point like right. what is the what is the why behind doing yeah. this I think the why
1: is best answered by the people who are directly involved. Mm -hmm. I think you leading a group of students creating this is just an amazing medium. Podcasts. Has blown up. Yeah. Back in our day, we would listen to talk radio hosts (laughs) on the radio when we had to turn the dial. Some people don't know what that means because you (laughs) press the button nowadays. And even radio stations, right? They've disappeared. Yeah. And then XM Radio, Sirius Radio showed up. But nowadays, it's all about... You know, Spotify and podcasts. Yeah. And it's something where you get to pick and choose and hear people who have thoughts, opinions, and stories. Right. And in the same way, what I love about this is we get to know and hear the stories of the people in this school community. That's right. And so when I listen to podcasts about some of our coaches and staff and even some of our students, I would always think about like, wow. I never knew that. Yes. And how would we ever get to hear the stories uh, that some of our coaches and some of our teachers and our students are sharing yeah. other than a medium like this? So this is just an amazing way we are building community yeah. as well as letting the yes. outside community know That's about, right. hey, look at the amazing people that we have and the stories. They're all centered on God and what God is doing in their life and what we're doing as a school. Yeah. You know, just the, uh, yesterday... I was at an admissions event, and there's a lot of families who were like, where's CVCS? I haven't heard of your school. And some of them were like, oh yeah, we know where the city is. And they were kind of like, huh, I haven't heard of your school. And so instead of being the, the hidden gem in this community, yeah. I think people need to realize, look, our school is amazing. And we may not have like the most sparkly facilities and sure. most up-to-date things, right. but what makes our school amazing is the people.
0: Yeah. That's the hidden gem. Absolutely. And that's the heart of the school. Yeah. And that's like what you just said, precisely what the podcast network like kind of unveils for us. Yep. You mentioned listening to coaches and hearing their stories and stuff. And I, the exact same thing happened to me. Uh, hearing and editing like the athletics podcast mm, where mm-hmm. Mr. Sanchez is talking to different coaches and athletes at the school every week. I am learning, I'm in my third year at CVCS, I'm learning so much about mm-hmm. not just the programs and kind of how they operate and they you know, this is how they practice and train for and whatever, but like literally the people. Yep. And wow, I had no idea that Kelly Bond did this and mm-hmm. that, you know, and it was, it's it's so revealing and, and there's, to, to me, like to go back to the original question of like, why are we doing this? I feel like there's... Like, there's, like, two hemispheres to it, and there's an internal and there's an external, uh, like, reasoning for this. And Mm. the external is what you mentioned about, like, marketing Mm -hmm. and genuinely, like, showing off to prospective families or even other schools, whatever, like... All the amazing stuff going on here. Yeah,
1: especially even our current families. so them yes, to know that's right. the stories of our coaches, our teachers, our staff, and some of the students. Because we might have these formal venues yeah. where we have gatherings, and you might hear it here and there. But now we can hear stories about other people yeah. that
0: are just, wow. You and, just could see how God is working. And there's so much more opportunity in a format like this. Absolutely. Where, you know, we can't call... An all-school assembly to hear one student's random story about mm-hmm. what they did over the weekend. Yep. Um, but this is something that can easily be publicized yep. and you know replicated yeah. for anybody on campus. And
1: some people are more comfortable in this type of a setting to share their story That's versus true. like when they're standing before 300 people, they're going to be a lot more nervous, That's right. a lot more hesitant. And yeah. so
0: this kind of captures how God is really working in people's lives. That's right. Yeah. And then there's the internal hemisphere in my mind where having a podcast network benefits the existing programs we already have. Yep. So the take athletics, mm-hmm. for example, there's an athletics feed on our network mm-hmm. and having the coaches not just sharing what they do, but more than ever this year with Mr. Sanchez at the heart of it are like actually collaborating and like sharing actual ideas and stuff. Yeah. Thinking about what this can do for academics. That's probably one of the biggest pieces of this. This becomes an outlet for student assessments and maybe this replaces an essay here and there, but it becomes a more expressive form of student reflection or student application. Yeah. All while giving them, by the way, practical digital media experience, Yes, um, which is to say it's a 21st century skill is like pedantic. Of course it is.
1: Yeah, this is a tremendous skill for students to learn, to be able to to do it. I mean, this is basically real world training happening on campus and they could utilize their gifts and their talents. But just on the side, hearing about... Side stories of things on the baseball team or the football team or the volleyball program or what's happening in the classroom or even like here today in chapel, just uh, reflections by some of the students, but to be able to capture that in podcast format. Um, That's a way for people to just listen,
0: learn, and really grow to appreciate what's happening at the school. Absolutely. Can you talk a bit, because I'm going to talk to the principals in subsequent episodes about the academics kind of more specifically. Mm -hmm. As head of schools, can you talk a little more specifically about how you see a podcast network benefiting sort of, I don't know if operations is the right word, but like everything from admissions to marketing I think is more the bigger mm-hmm. angle. Uh, how do you see this playing into benefiting the school, basically anything outside the classroom? Yeah.
1: I think it's just like you said, where there's a external benefit and an internal benefit. Mm-hmm. If anything, I see this primarily as the internal benefit. You're able to work with students and teach yeah. them how to do something and teach them a skill yeah. that's going to benefit them in terms of potential job opportunity. Or yep. this could be an inspiration for something them, that they might want to do later that's on right. in the future. That's Maybe right. they want to be a, a podcaster, yeah. and they want to be able to talk about certain things. Maybe they're going to go into an industry yeah. and be able to then utilize their skills and abilities to talk about the industry. Who's to say that people might even use this to do Christian ministry sure. and to right. be able to promote ideas and have great discussions and conversations. Yeah. So internally, that's the primary focus. Externally, it really does showcase the great things that we do. Yeah. And people need to realize that there are amazing things happening on this campus so that we're not the hidden gem, but that's like, right. hey, CVCS, we are here. We're making a difference. Yeah, Students are thriving and growing, and they're succeeding. That's right. And we may not get all the publicity that maybe the local news papers sure. highlight and focus on, but we want people to know okay, yeah. that, look— Great things are happening here because we have been here for 50 years, That's and we right. want to be here for another 50 years and continually
0: chapter after chapter. That's right. I think to that point, it's funny to think about this, but I think some of the biggest fans of the network that we have on campus are Mrs. Wilkinson, Mrs. Nilsson, Mrs. Baird. Uh, these are the people that really push and market and communicate our school to the community, and they've... They've told me time and time again how great of a resource this is. And Mrs. Wilkinson is just now getting a steady flow of clips that she can post, right? Mm. And there's just so much there that can be, again, more easily shared than ever about yeah. this this school and the things we're doing. I,
1: and I think that with podcasts in particular, you can listen to it wherever you're going on That's a right. trip. Um, sometimes uh, when I'm commuting, uh, I can listen to a yeah. quick little portion of it and just hear what's going on. And so um, it's going to be around for a while. Yeah. And whether even people are working out <laughs> or taking a walk for parents, uh, for students, Yeah. Uh, probably the parents who are in car line, they could probably listen to to entire podcast because you could. know it it's... probably takes about three hours to pick up their child anyway so why not listen yeah. to the podcast <laughs> right. learn about what's happening Yeah, I think what it also does is it helps us to let people know like all these different things that have happened yeah. and that will be happening that's right. so it's a more entertaining way of reading an that's announcement
0: that's right absolutely uh, let's talk about how the podcast network sets CVCS apart this is something that in my Sort of understand. It. I have experience with podcasting, and that's kind of why I'm directing it. <laughs> um, but specifically in schools, I've been in education my whole career. Podcasting hasn't been a big part of education as far as I have seen, but it seems like it should be. It seems very actually accessible and like such an amazing way, as we've talked about, to improve and grow the school and promote it. Do we have, you or me, Is there? do we have any idea of why more schools don't do this? <laughs> mm. I think the traditional thing that schools
1: have done is like broadcast news. Sure. Where they teach them how to be a news anchor or uh, how yeah. to record on a TV screen. And I think there's value in that because yeah. that's when people are watching a lot of TV. Right. But the trend is people watch less and less TV. Yeah. And they're more watching Netflix or Disney or recorded videos or YouTube or just yeah, TikToks, Spotify social media, yeah. And even just watching less and actually listening more. Because listening is something that everyone can do, whether they're driving, commuting, going for a walk, or running, or working out. Yeah. So I haven't heard of a school doing podcasting so I feel like we've captured something we're going to be leading the way and I think think with your leadership Mr. Jasper I think this is something that other people are going to find out about but uh, (laughs) I think with the opportunities of providing kids this is going to be something that's going to be fantastic
0: yeah absolutely I've I've, I've looked around myself I've done research local schools etc it's kind of hit or miss on if they have a podcast or not Um, a lot of big schools around here I don't know if you want to say the name on the air or not, but Mm. like I know J. Sarah has a, it's like the J. Sarah podcast Mm -hmm. and they do one episode a month. Yeah. And it's just kind of big school updates and kind of like it's it's a long form conversation usually. The only other school, literally the only other schools that I can find that have a network like we do where there are multiple shows and especially where there are several releases a week The only other institutions I can find that do that are literally universities. Mm, mm. And I think that that just says it all. I think that captures kind of the value of this succinctly.
1: Yeah. And the way that I see that is it's not so much about like, hey, we're the only ones doing it. No one else is. I hope that other schools to be inspired by it. And I think when you create a network of other high schools doing it, you are pushed to become better That's and right. to do more creative things. So That's right. For us, and just in terms of my perspective, I just love the fact that we're able to do it because maybe like in some of those podcast <laughs> studios, which in some remote office in some building that people don't know about. Yeah. For us, we're here in San Juan Capistrano talking about podcasts, and we're putting ourselves in Spotify, which now anyone can access and learn about. And so who's to say that people will hear our stories and be inspired and for parents to be able to say, wow, that's a cool school. They're doing some really innovative things.
0: Absolutely. Um, And yeah, for what it's worth, uh, I always just like to plug this. We're on every major podcast network. It's not just Spotify. I know you're an Android user. I use Spotify for music, you know. But we are on Apple Podcasts. We are on Google Podcasts. We are on Pocket Casts. We're on every network that you could find us. And that's why it's also, like you mentioned, um, to, to get the word out and stuff. Like, if you want to like and subscribe, that does help us reach more people. There you quick, go. Quick plug for there. Um, in, in wrapping up the conversation, I just want to open myself up and say, do you have any questions for me as the director of the network and sort of where i am leading it or anything like that yeah uh, year to year where do you see this going what would you love to see and how
1: can we support you oh, in yeah. this oh. endeavor
0: that's a great question so i'll be honest right now I, I teach a couple classes along with being the educational technologist the podcast network is suddenly a predominant part of my entire workflow and schedule So there might be a conversation about carving out time for it. That's a different kind of thing. But I think even specifically, right now I am utilizing the the hands and the brains of my students in a class, uh, a high school class that I call digital production. Mm -hmm. And that class, the syllabus says, and the schedule says, and the content says, it covers audio, photography, video, and actually even game design.
1: Mm.
0: However, the podcast network has entirely enveloped the entire course. (laughs) We're not doing the other content really unless students get some free time and they can kind of pop into it um, at a self-paced kind of level. And so as far as supporting, I think this is a conversation I've had with James a little bit. I think digital production needs to be its own class. And I think podcast production needs to be its own class or at least time where maybe the students apply to be in that and they have to have you know the dedication and the yeah. skills specifically for mm-hmm. this workflow mm-hmm. as opposed to and this is the case for some of my students you know I wanted to really learn about game design mm-hmm. <laughs> you know mm-hmm. and I have to edit podcasts all day and that's not like they're cool with it it's not like they're really upset at me or anything but there's like there was a immediate impracticality with the plan that I had for the school year. Mm -hmm. And so yeah, maybe splitting that out uh, in the future uh, works, (coughs) works better. Yeah, that's awesome. That's
1: awesome. Um, I think continually just pursue
0: that. I mean, this is where your love and passion will inspire people. Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you very much for joining me today. It's been an honor talking to you and and hearing your perspective on all this. What would you leave off with? Thank you for having me, and um,
1: I just want to say that um, being at CVCS has been an amazing experience, yeah. and I continually affirm again it's because of the people, the families, the students, yeah. the staff, and faculty. So that's right. Um, the people are what makes CVCS great, and uh, we will ultimately continually pursue honoring God, and uh, helping every student to have an amazing experience. That's right. And so I just love being a part of this community, and I'm looking forward to being here year after year. Yeah.
0: Thank you, Marcus.
1: All right. Thank you, Jasper.
0: This episode has been a production of the Capistrano Valley Christian Schools Podcast Network. Be sure to check out, subscribe to, and leave a review of this show and the other shows on our network on your podcast player of choice. Doing so supports the school community in a multitude of ways. For more information about the CVCS Podcast Network or any of our other shows, check out cvcs.org or email podcasts at cvcs.org. On behalf of the whole network, this is Mr. Jasper saying thank you again for listening and stay tuned for more.